0: I want my Bible gum, Bible gum, Bible gum, Bible gum, Bible gum. If you put some thought into it, we all have that one friend or family member or maybe even a boss that that will go over above and beyond for this person. And no matter what we do, it is just never enough. There's always just that one more thing they want. Although you did 99 things for them by missing out that one thing, they make it seem like you do nothing for them. I'm sure you can relate to that in some way or another. I'm sure if you look through your life, there's at least one person like that. And if not, uh-oh, maybe you are that person. Just kidding. No, but in all seriousness, we all have that person in our life. At least one, if not many. It is so frustrating that you do so much, but it's just not enough. For example, if you're the one that did all the cooking for a holiday you did all the shopping, you prepped the food, you cooked it, set the table, served the food, and did absolutely everything. But unfortunately, you forgot to set ice for the juice. How would you feel if everyone only focused on the ice? They do not have something cool to drink. They keep murmuring and bringing it up. You may feel like turning over the table and throwing out all the food. No one else helped you do anything, but they're complaining about the ice. But you don't do that. Instead, you do the same thing next holiday. You do all the cooking once again, set up everything, but this time you remember to set the ice, you put it in the refrigerator. However, the people are upset that you don't have a variety of drinks. You only have one choice. Now how do you feel? And once again, the holiday comes along. You do all the shopping, the cooking, and all the planning. You put four kinds of drinks in the refrigerator. You set ice and you do everything. This time you know it's perfect. But when it comes time to eat, the people ask, where's the coffee and tea? Believe it or not, that is what we do to God many times. You will see that in today's passage. Psalm 78, another psalm penned by Asaph. In fact, he penned many psalms, the first of which is Psalm 50. He also penned Psalm 73 through 83. Throughout history, man goes through cycles of living godly lives and having times of rebellion. There are times when we are very focused on God or very prayerful and mindful of him. Then there are other times where he is the farthest thing from our minds. We're focused on our own lives, money, enjoyment, sex, and other things. A similar thing occurred in the history of the nation of Israel. After spending 400 years in bondage and slavery in Egypt, Moses was sent to lead the people out and bring them into the promised land. However, the journey into the land of milk and honey was not a smooth ride. In fact, many of the people didn't even make it. Due to their unbelief and rebellion against God, the majority of the people that exited Egypt died in the desert. Despite God leading them out of slavery and providing for them all along the way, the people complain, murmur, and even turn to other gods, which include idols that they have made with gold. Psalm 78 recaps that history. I will read to you verse 17 through verse 21. And they sinned yet more against him by provoking the Most High in the wilderness. And they tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lust. Yea, they spake against God. Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Behold, he smote the rock, that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Okay, time out. As if bringing forth water from a rock wasn't a miracle enough, the people also have the nerve to ask, can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? Therefore the Lord heard this and was wrought. So a fire was kindled against Jacob, and anger also came up against Israel. So let me get this straight. I rescue you from slavery. I carry you through a desert. I keep you safe, I feed you, and I give you water from a rock, now you're complaining that you don't have bread and meat? It's a good thing I'm not God, because I wouldn't be having it. Ungrateful people, you can find your way back to Egypt. Bring your complaints to Pharaoh. I'm done. But, of course, God didn't say that. Now, let's fast forward. After entering the promised land, Israel continues to go through cycles of godliness and ungodliness. Then there are times when they forsake God and seek after idols. They establish a pattern. When things are going well, forsake God and live your own life. Then, during times of affliction, when the rough times come, turn back to God and pray to Him. They continue to do this generation after generation. During this passage, Israel is once again in trouble. The psalm reminds the people of the great and marvelous works that God has done. But unfortunately, it is human nature to often forget where we came from. However, in the midst of everything, we're able to see God's forgiveness, His saving grace, and mercy. Going back to my analogy earlier with the holiday cooking. It is very frustrating when you do so much for someone and they're just ungrateful. In this passage, that is exactly what is happening with the children of Israel. Despite being delivered from slavery, they still murmur. And after enjoying the blessings of the Promised Land, they still found way to turn against God. Now I will read verse 34 through 42. When he slew them, then they sought him and they returned and inquired early after God. And they remembered that God was their rock, and the high God their redeemer. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth, and they lied unto him with their tongues. For their heart was not right with him, neither were they steadfast in his covenant. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity, and destroyed them not. Yea, many a time turned he his anger away, and did not stir up his wrath. For he remembered that they were but flesh, and wind that passeth away, and cometh not again. How often did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert? Yea, they turned back and tempted God, and limited the holy one of Israel. They remembered not his hand, nor the day when he delivered them from the enemy. This is really just a sad part of human nature because many times God does so much for us and we just take it for granted. Just like preparing that holiday meal, everyone's just focused on the ice or the lack of the coffee. And many times when God does things for us, it's the same way, it's no different. If we're honest with ourselves, we really think about God mostly when things are going wrong for us, when we need that promotion, when we need the strength to confront someone that we're afraid of, when we're having car trouble and we don't know how we're going to get to work, when our health isn't the best and we start to realize our own mortality. That's a time when we often think of God. No one likes a complainer or the ungrateful friend, but many times that is exactly what we do. Thankfully, we have never been in slavery. However, God has delivered us from so many things. If you just reflect on your life and all the crazy situations you've been in, and countless times, God has showed up for you. And shortly after, you forget about him until the next trial. Oftentimes, we run to him with tears in our eyes, promising to change our lives, to start to go to church, read our Bibles, and do all sorts of things. But truth is, as soon as things start to go easy again, we forget about God. And God knows us about us. That's why, at times, he allows certain trials. He knows that's the only time we ever talk to him or come to him. But the crazy part is, even though he knows this about us, he still loves us anyways. The trials that we're facing today remind us of God. But when we get through them, don't forget him. Continue to pray, read your Bible, and pursue a relationship with the Lord. Don't be that friend. It's okay to call God when everything is going well. You can always say a prayer of thanks. And keep him in your mind. So as you go through today and the rest of your week, think of all the good things that he has done and take comfort in knowing that he can provide for you and get you through whatever obstacles you face today. Don't focus on the ice or lack of coffee. Focus on the rest of the meal, all the preparations and everything that went into all that is before you. You have so much going for you. Hopefully that's enough for you to chew on today. Thanks for listening. You can find additional information at BibleGum.org or on Twitter and Instagram at biblegumpodcast. Lastly, I encourage you to share your Bible gum with a friend. You can listen for free on Biblegum.org or any podcast app.